Welcome to episode 11 of Cultured Bubs. I'm your boy Will. We got Drew and we got a whole whole squad crew of guests here today. So we have three returning. We got Nick, Michael, the vaulted bub, back on back in action. We got Brennan and then we got the new guy. We got the sailor, Jesse. Jesse, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell the um, tell the, the get viewers. You know, I have been in the Navy the past two years. Uh, glad to finally be on the show. Uh, Thank you for your service. Since when were you in the Navy? <laughs> we do have the the Navy sailor pop back at home. Now the pop is actually here. Real, the real life pop. <laughs> <laughs> but he uh, lives here in Florida as we record from our Airbnb here in Florida, where the heat has been brutal. If you can see Brennan's legs. You can tell the sun. We are all we are burnt. all burnt. Yeah, brutal. We are all the same color as the lightning in the upside down. But we are going to talk Stranger Things for Volume One, and we will also preview Volume Two. But we'll break down each episode, give our overall thoughts, and then we'll give some predictions going into Volume Two. Let's start with Chapter One, the Hellfire Club. Um, in this episode, we learn what the Hellfire Club is. It's the Dungeons and Dragons group at Hawkins High. Um, the main characters throughout all four seasons are now freshmen in high school. Lucas joins the basketball team. Um, we just kind of get to catch up with their lives. Obviously, everybody that moved out to California, everybody that's still in Hawkins, we just get you know caught up with everything. Um, but your guys' thoughts on episode one, episode one, if anybody really liked it, disliked it, what they liked, what they didn't like. I liked it. It was good. The weird thing was coming back after a really long break and seeing you know, Lucas with the fro. All the, <laughs> everybody looking older. Yeah, everybody was like, they had a clean throat. it's they, one year later, but they're all four years older. Right. right. They, 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 it was a good job, though. Yeah. Um, they were not kidding about it's ten times scarier. I mean, you see it right from the start, just Vecna just snapping everyone's bones. Yeah. It was pretty wild. And Vecna. if you know Drew, he had about eight nightlights going on. I did. I kept those things on me, boy. Vecna, the antagonist of season four, and as you continue to figure out, he's been the antagonist the whole time. Great connections overall that they did in season four, connecting the entirety of the show. Um, my favorite part of episode one, I would say, is... Uh, Steve and Robin on the way to school. Robin has a crush on a girl named Vicky. Um, and they're talking. Robin's not sure if Vicky is into women. And Steve's like, sh- they work at Family Video now. So I got to preface that. Steve's like, she returned fast times, paused at 53 minutes and five seconds. You know who pauses fast times at 53 minutes and five seconds? People who want to see boobies. <laughs> and she's like, ew, gross. I like boobies. You like boobies. Vicky likes boobies. <laughs> They're boobies. <laughs> I love this scene because the first time I ever watched Fast Times, I was with my dad, and he paused it 53 minutes and five seconds and then turned it off. And I'm like, I was watching that, and he was like, oh, that's all I wanted to see. <laughs> so, Just to get my day going, boy. Yeah, so, I that's had to so I had to rewatch Fast Times. One of my favorite movies of all time, but I had to rewatch it the first time I ever watched it because of 53 minutes and five seconds. I had to interrupt it. Great scene. I'm not gonna lie. And to but. this day, Will has not yet seen the rest of the movie. He gets caught right before. Great song, "Moving in Stereo" by the Cars plays. It just it captures me. No, it's a great movie overall. But I thought when I first saw that, it was so funny because most of these guys had known that story before. So I was like, 
you know, it just reminded me of my dad. It, like, hit immediately. Who pauses? You know who pauses? And I was like, Dad, he pauses. <laughs> <laughs> but that was probably my favorite part of episode one. And then, like you said, it's definitely scarier. Mm-hmm. The Chrissy death scene at the end. Yeah. Obviously, we put a spoiler alert on this episode. Um, that was freaky. And then Eddie, just the fear portrayed there. Um, Joseph Quinn playing the new character, Eddie Munson, who is also the president of the Hellfire Club. Uh, just overall, a, a great kickoff. Stud. Think, the season four. He's one of those like perfect fits for oh, that yeah. character. Like. I like Eddie Light a lot, and he is as far as like the show like being '80s themed, and he's like one of my favorite as far as like capturing the rock and roll side of the '80s. You know, the long hair, mm-hmm. the hair band, and then obviously you know, rock and roll, mm-hmm. drugs, and sex. He's <laughs> Dealing a little bit there before, yeah. um, before Chrissy gets turned into a pretzel and gets her eyes sucked out of her face. <laughs> but that's how, on. that's how episode one ends, uh, or chapter one, I should say. So that takes us to chapter two, which is Vecna's curse. Um, in this episode, they're trying to find Eddie because he is the, of course, prime suspect with him being the one in the camper and fleeing immediately. Max seeing that they wanted together and he left alone. Um... And this is just basically, this whole episode's kind of at the trailer park for the most part, um, between Nancy and her friend who are reporters for the school newspaper going out and checking it out. Um, at the end of this episode, we see another pretzel. I can't think of the kid's <laughs> name, but he's the nerdy kid um, who was, you know, uh, regretting the car accident. Fred? The car accident. What was his name? I, I don't know. It might have started with an F, but anyways, he wasn't that popular of a character. It was easy to remember Chrissy's name. She was gorgeous. But <laughs> Shout out Chrissy. <laughs> yeah. I think it was Fred. Rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> See Hopper, too, for the first yep. time, so we know he's not dead. Yep, which, which this, we all kind of had. This yeah. schmuck thought yeah. he was going to be dead. Your boy knew he wasn't. Yeah. I just feel like it was easy to remember her name because I feel like it gave more of a backstory. It did. Yeah, it, it definitely showed the, the, the woods first. And then you see the burning car. Yeah, exactly. He didn't get the three chimes. He got one chime and right. he's gone. But, um, right. Uh, favorite parts? Anybody have a favorite part of this episode? Really like this episode, or just kind of I just different? Feel like it's just kind of all building up Vecna. Building. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Vecna. First two so far that we talked about were great. Like, don't get me wrong, but I feel like it's just one of those things that just you got to do the build up. Yeah, nothing right. super special, especially when you're adding as many new characters. I mean, adding three main characters: and Eddie, yeah. Argyle, and. Uh, Somebody else will get into. Yeah. Um, it has then, been confirmed that its name is Fred. Fred, Fred, Fred awesome. Benson. Fred that sounds right. I, Car- oh, yeah, I Carly, baby. Yeah. Because I was like, isn't he from High Carly? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so Fred Benson dies at the end of episode two. Um, but yeah, the, the build up for sure in the first two episodes. Um, two things I really liked from this episode. One, we get a, we get a reference to you know the pop culture side of the late seventies, early eighties, and that's Halloween, the nineteen seventy eight Halloween. Because when Nancy is asking Eddie's uncle um, who he thinks did it, um, he says, "Did you ever watch that Halloween movie, The White Masked Babysitter Killer?" Um, and obviously, he's talking about Michael Myers. And then he brings up Victor Creel. That's where we're introduced to the Creel name. Yep. Um, and then the other thing I like, and this was me and Brennan thought this was really funny um, when they're trying to find Eddie. Um, there's Reefer Rick pops up, and that's a potential place it could be because that's his dealer, is Reefer Rick. And so they start looking up who's been returning movies, um, and they catch, they find the address by the person that <laughs> brought back Cheech and Chong like three times. So Brennan thought that was funny because uh, back in Spanish class, what, junior year? Was it junior year? No, it had to be sophomore year. 
Because I, I took Spanish one and two, and I think I took those the first two years of my high school. Okay. Either sophomore or junior. I know freshman year I had ales, but we were in Miss Davis class, or Miss B's class. Yes. And uh, we sat in the back of the classroom with headphones and the computer, and we watched Cheech and Chong up in smoke <laughs> over the course of like three classes, uh, obviously, because yeah. you can't finish it in one. You only got 45 minutes, but... <laughs> So that was that was a funny reference to that show and another pop culture reference. Family video, the early scenes, you saw a lot of good pop culture references as far as movie goes, which we were told uh, by multiple outlets that season four is going to be, you know, 80s reference galore. So yeah. that was really it, fun. It was nice yeah. seeing the family video in there too. Yeah. It kind of hit home for me because I spent a lot of time there. So yeah. Rest Same. in peace, family video. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing too. So is, so is Mike Anderson. Okay. There's one blockbuster. Mike I think Anderson. There's, there's yes, Ice Age. <laughs> there's yeah. still several family videos. Like a lot of people the Alliance one though, where we're from, rest in peace. Yeah, a lot of people spent a lot of time at like Blockbuster and all yeah. that, but like family video was my place so, to go. Yeah. Like my dad blockbuster, I think there's one left in Oregon. I know Family Video, there's several left, just not a lot, because Akron, I think, is still open as far as Ohio goes. I think. But the Alliance one... Why is that? Moved from the Domino's location and bit the bullets, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. They didn't they, last they, very they long. Moved, they moved into the, the plaza with... Well, where CC's was, was, yeah. I couldn't tell you they didn't long last it long. There. It was quick. Yeah, it was maybe yeah, a month or two. moved in, they remodeled the whole area. But I really liked Family Video because they always did the summer thing where every A you got, you got a free rental. Well, that was awesome. And dude. I was always I know, to, a nerd. I, I never got a free rental. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would get like six or seven free rentals a summer. <laughs> I, I used to strive for the A's just to get like 360 games. That was just all I wanted to do. My dad always took me there before that. Yeah. But family video, fun job for Steve and Robin. Um, Scoops of White was fun too, though. Yeah. So far, I, I've loved the job aspects of that. But let's be real. How are they not fired from these jobs? <laughs> they don't work. They don't work. They just like heads behind the counter doing whatever. They shut down family video to look up Reefer Rick's <laughs> information. Like... And then oh. just turn the open sign to close like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, at like yeah. seven, probably. Well, Scoops Ahoy, before they could get fired, it, the mall exploded. But <laughs> So that makes sense. But yeah, family video. So that takes us to chapter three, the monster and the superheroes. Um, this one, we kind of get more information from the California kids. So we obviously find out a little more from Argyle and Jonathan's friendship. Um, they get high together early on in this episode yep. and that's where the blip song is introduced I love that song the blip 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 but um that's a fun one um and then they come home Murray's there because obviously we found out Hopper's alive um and Murray cooks them some risotto and everything's tense we forgot to talk about episode 2 the roller rink scene yeah nobody brought the roller rink scene yeah. so by the way it's, it is old backtrack so yeah, backtrack to episode two, because this is one of the best scenes too. I can't believe we forgot. To talk I was about, about this, to but. say it, but we got on and on about Spanish <laughs> junior year. But eleven uh, goes a little nosebuster on Angela. Yeah. So she's seeing a little dark side to eleven. This is where she's I there. thought my prediction of her being yeah. bad, being the villain of season four. I'm was starting to be think right. that. Oh, here we go. We're getting a badass eleven right now. <laughs> but. Great scene. Busts her nose open. But then in episode three, it's dinner. Everything's awkward because Eleven just, you know, whacked a girl with a skate. Mike's... Mike and Will. There's tension. Yeah. And Mike found out that Ella had been lying that yeah. whole time. Yeah, so there's a lot of tension. Yeah. And my favorite part of the dinner goes, 
I can sense some tension. Is it the risotto? And R goes, nah, man, this risotto smacking. <laughs> and him and Jonathan are the best addition to the show ever. <laughs> but him and Jonathan are higher than a kite. Um, that was really fun. So we get the blip song of smacking from those two. Um, and then this leads to the arrest of Eleven, um, which is, you know, I didn't like this scene leading up to it where Eleven and uh, Mike are arguing in the bedroom. I don't know. Your guys' thoughts on this relationship? I kind of get it. I mean, Mike was just saying from Mike. L every time was saying love L, love L. Yeah, yeah. But that boy Mike. Mike has like regressed so much as a character. I feel like he used to be one of my favorite kids, and now he's just a very low tier. Yeah. Yeah. In a sense. (laughs) What was the outfit he was wearing when he got off the plane? (laughs) (laughs) But uh. No, I, yeah. And then he, you know, tries to play the hero and say, we're going to save you, don't worry. Right. Um, obviously, he has no jurisdiction over that. But, um, so, Eleven gets arrested. We cut back to Hawkins as we're trying to get more information on what's going on there because they know it's not Eddie. They are helping Eddie out now. And Steve gets stuck babysitting again. He's teamed up with um, Dustin. And this is another one of my favorite scenes when they're in their car together. And he's like, if you don't shut up, I'm going to punch you so hard in the face, I'm going to knock your teeth out again. He goes, whoa, too far. (laughs) He's like, sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. That was too far. (laughs) But Steve and Dustin, still the dynamic duo in this season. Got to love them. For sure. A little bit of tension at the beginning. Like, Steve looks like he's getting a little annoyed, you know. At the beginning of season three, we have the... (laughs) 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 But in season four, it's like... I was getting a little worried that the, the, the bromance was dying off, but later Stevie on, was getting jealous of Eddie and yeah. Dustin's relationship. Think, yeah. A little yeah. bit. A little yeah. bit. <laughs> but uh, episode three, likes, dislikes, anything to add? Another thing, we get the, like, there's a Russian spy where they could break Hopper out. Yeah. So that was... Yeah, that was that is a big part. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned that Hopper was still alive, but I think there was a lot more that kind of tied into that. Just yeah, episode three, we... With the, like, the doll, like, where she had to... Well, that was yeah. episode two. Episode three, two. we learned more about how um, Antonov is... had Has gotten Yuri for them and is in contact with Joyce yeah. and Murray. Yeah. Um, and they're leaving. They left right before Eleven got arrested, which... I wish that's that's one of the another thing I'm like man if this would never happen because I, I never would have hit somebody in the face with a skate but I feel like if I was in trouble for you know busting somebody in the nose my parents wouldn't leave for a flight that night <laughs> to Alaska but I mean I guess you know they're trying to keep it a secret and save Hopper but and it's also well, your not, it's not. It's also not just like a vacation trip to Alaska. No. Right. No, they're trying to break They're dropping the, 40 grand yeah, to go yeah. save this 40 thing. grand, cuz. Yeah, but you gotta think that there's gotta be some course of legal action that's gonna come up within the, next, within the 24 hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And that's just where I'm like, they kind of screwed 11 over. Yeah. <laughs> like, they set her up yeah. to fail, honestly. <laughs> there was no fight. What's Jonathan? Then I can't see her either because her parents aren't there. I was just like, man, Eleven's striking out right now. Yeah. And this is where I thought she was going to become the villain. I still was like kind of feeling it uh, into episode three. Um, oh, the ending. Max is starting to see the clock. Yeah. yeah. And that's So where... we're thinking. I, I remember I was at work. And I'm like flipping pizzas. 
And I just like my brain started thinking of the trailer, how like everyone levitates. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, Max is next. Yeah. <laughs> like I screamed at work and Maddie was like, what? And I was like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Max, um, and obviously that that's a good segue into chapter four, Dear Billy. Um Dear this episode Billy. is heavily revolved around Max, um, and her pursuit of getting out of the curse. Um Episode four starts with this one was kind of like I feel like a a hidden reference to um, more than nineties I guess um, because we have Robin and Nancy who are finally like kind of teaming up there there there's tension between them two obviously because like, we all probably think or realize Nancy's still got a little bit of feelings for Steve there's oh, 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 oh. a little thing I mean, there for- yeah and. Obviously, so she's not the biggest fan of Robin at the beginning, but, you know, they find clues together, and then they they make up a story where they're, you know, students at Notre Dame trying to interview Victor Creel, and I liked this scene because it gave me a Silence of the Lambs feeling. I don't know if anyone felt that way when Robin and Nancy went down to interview Victor Creel. It yeah. felt like, you know, Clarice going down to interview Haven't Hannibal seen the movie. Well, you see a lot of Drunk. references. <laughs> can, I mean, there's so many references in movies to... Uh, yeah. Franchises yeah. And well, everybody talks about how episode four is their favorite, and obviously because the ending with Max, but I feel like just overall everything about it was fun because that felt like that reference. Then you have Robert England playing Victor Creel, who played Freddy Krueger, so that's another reference right there in itself and was fantastic as Victor Creel. We get to learn more information, you know, how the song busts you out of the curse, and it's an Right in perfect timing as Max is levitating. Um, they're rushing with all the cassettes, and that's where we hear Running Up the Hill, which has had a research. Hopping on yeah. iTunes. Yeah, I think boy. it's top 10 right now. I don't think I've heard that song like at all recently. No. no. <laughs> Must but, be the only one. <laughs> but we also, on the other side of things on this episode, we get Argyle, who came in for the save because Eleven had been taken um, by. Brenner and Owens. Owens. He, he and thought about it, he's like he's like, is he bleeding? And he looks over <laughs> out his window and he goes, Why does he have a gun? <laughs> Argyle, go <laughs> But so Argyle comes in the save with the, the surf's up pizza truck or van and uh, saves the California kids. Um, but we're starting to see how the military is trying to find Eleven because they think that she might have a play into what's going on in Hawkins. And then we're obviously Brenner's back, um, so he's not dead. And you can see the scars from what happened in season one, and they're attempting to bring back her powers so she can help fight for Hawkins. Um, so episode four, or chapter four overall, I thought, which I know Jesse agrees with me, best episode. Oh. It filled in a lot of the blanks, and it was, from start to finish, fantastic. It's kind of like where, where, where the whole season starts to, you know, take shape and take form. Yeah, because like, that's yeah. the first main character that starts. That like, start, we had the first two, mm-hmm. but now we're seeing Max with the claw. You know, yeah. A lot, yeah. Of, a lot of people out there, you know, loved her, and yeah. it's like, yeah. she might not right. take it farther in the season. Right, yeah. yeah. You know, bringing back, you know, Eleven getting taken, um... Oh, Brenner coming back. It's just, it's really where the season comes in. It's like, what's going to happen next? So I think that's why 
in my opinion, it's my favorite, and out there, a lot of people, they, they feel the same way. Yeah. It's also where you it's get like to see, like, where Vecna actually resides, because yeah. Max goes into the Red mm-hmm. Fog. And the Creel House. Yeah. And then the house is all broken up, and you kind of have to, like, figure out, like, what is this place? Yeah. We get to see it in Episode 4. Episode 5 is where they figure well, yeah. out what the house is. Right. Um, but you're but yes, there, like, we get to see it. And this? as the fans, if you, like, catch on to the rose on the door, which we had already seen, yeah. you're like, oh, man, this is the Creel House. Um, but in episode five, I figured it's those old stairwell. Yeah, um, episode five. You're smart. Thanks, dude. Max, who somehow is a good drawer, has perfect borders on her drawings, mm-hmm. but still gets dogged by Dustin because she doesn't right. draw as good as Will. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in episode five, there's another Freddy Krueger reference while they're sitting around the table with those drawings. Dustin, you know, he says. So is his claws like Freddy's? And then, you know, he's talking to Mike's little sister, and he's like, and Nancy's like, Mike, or Dustin. And so we have another Freddy Krueger reference there. Um, and we get to hear Neverending Story again, Will's rendition. It wasn't great at all. No, very it wasn't. Pit- but very it's still, pitchy. But it still gave me chills. I was like, <laughs> but Mike, you know, it's on the map. Salt Lake City and turn around. Look <laughs> <laughs> like at what you see. <laughs> and then as far as Russia, the update on Russia... Murray is a badass. Cobra Kai. Yeah. Those Kung Fu. (laughs) Sensei Murray, baby. (laughs) Um, So episode five, we get to see a little bit of fun in every element. Or your guys' thoughts, likes, dislikes on episode five. A lot of people think this is probably like, there isn't a bad episode. I don't think, I think we can all agree that all seven episodes were pretty good. But a lot of people say this is one of their least favorites. I thought it was a fun episode. Yeah. It's definitely a filler episode leading up to six and Mm -hmm. seven. Yeah. yeah, there's just a lot of stories that we gotta get. We gotta get right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. talking. There's a lot going on Russia. this season. Right. Yeah. But episode five was like the next death, wasn't it? Yeah. Episode yeah. five, we do see Patrick's death uh, mm-hmm. in the water. Um, and this is where Jason is like, Eddie did this with his mind, and Hellfire Club is a cult. Like, which yeah. is, the accusations are made in episode six. See, I wasn't sure where that was going because I figured that. That would help him yeah, realize exactly. that that was Eddie. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah, I'm like, well, he's going to see that Eddie's not doing anything. He's yeah. just the Eddie's the scared water. shitless. And yeah. He thinks but, he's doing it. Yeah. Like, it made no and sense. Then, and then when he... <laughs> yeah, <I'm like>, <laughs> <laughs> he just fell over the... He broke the on Michael and he freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to cheat. <laughs> he thought it was Vecna's bug. <laughs> but no, I, I was in the same boat. I was, well... No pun intended because he fell out of the boat. Yeah. But <laughs> I thought this was going to clear Eddie's name. Yeah. Right. But he's like, no, Eddie's a, a product of Satan. The, yeah, Satan, the devil. And yeah. I'm like, wow, that really turned for the worse. Yeah. Which it makes sense because when you name your club the Hellflyer Club, which yeah. is a reference to the X-Men. But um, right. yeah, I guess that kind of sets you up for failure when you have t-shirts with Satan on them. Yeah. <laughs> That's your Dungeon yeah. and Dragon. Yeah. And then obviously the back then there was that the... When in the news you saw that Dungeons and Dragons was a cult and like parents were letting kids play, that was real like breaking news back in the 80s, yeah. and so obviously that kind of helped too because there was that push that like kids shouldn't be playing this, and so maybe he was like maybe Dungeons and Dragons is a cult. So I mean it all played in well together. Uh, I didn't I didn't think the twist was far off. I thought it was really well written, and but yeah. I thought the same thing I was like okay Eddie's good my boy's good yeah. nope yeah. <laughs> it's just like it, just got, it just got so much worse from that on yeah mm-hmm. come up with an explanation of one of your friends just getting folded like a pretzel Eddie's the number one suspect and he's there when it's happening yeah, yeah. yeah. both times so he's been there still that's fair. kind of pulls him yeah. into it poor Eddie 
Yeah. He was probably in the boat like, not again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eddie's not having fun. Um, but going into episode six, so this one's the dive. Um, this is where we see more out of the Susie household, which is chaotic as all get out. dude. Yeah. All those kids. <laughs> You got one that's pretending to be an Indian. You got two that are like one's filming and one's yeah. like uh, uh, directing. <laughs> yeah. and then uh, yeah, and then you got Susie up top, who's installing her cerebro on the roof, and then you got Eden, who Argyle head over heels for. Ship. When you get up there, ship them. When you get up there, do this or tell her to do this. I'll do anything for you, Eden. <laughs> <laughs> no, so Argyle coming in clutch with another one-liner. Oh, <laughs> when she was like, "I'm Eden," he was like. Like the garden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you gotta love Argyle, um, but that's where they get helped out as far as finding. You know, they got the number um, to where Eleven is, and she uses geolocation, which nobody knows any of this information back then when it's first coming out, except for the people that have this information. Yeah. And so she did a really good job there and helping try to save the world for a second season in a row. Um, but. And then I just love the picture of Dustin on the on the nightstand. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anyone caught that, but Dusty yeah. Bun sitting there at the end of the table. Um, as far as Russia goes, um, good miss another good part when they yeah. find him back in the van. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and hot box in the pizza yeah. van. And there they about it how like Susie was explained that like her dad took her computer away. How oh, she, like, felt tremendous <laughs> yeah. guilt about. I'm sorry, father. <laughs> Looks up at the painting of Jesus on the wall. Right. <laughs> but um, over in Russia, Hopper the he talks about the Demogorgon because obviously he's the only one that has experience with it. That little like. The dialogue he put through there, the, the speech, how like we're not surviving this, that was like intense. I was intense like, deep. you know, you're sweating watching that because all the Russians are like, because right? they're all like, yeah. eat the bread. And then, then Hopper just comes in, al- drinking alcohol, yeah. crushing all their spirits. Um, and we'll get into episode seven, but obviously, you know, foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Michael, you want to say something? Well, I was just going to say that Hopper was like one of my favorite characters this season. Oh. Just because I, I mean, of his dialogue. Been, he, and yeah. he's always been a badass, but like you really get to see how yeah. much of a badass yeah. he is. And then how you know, smart he has he his talks with Antonov too, like about his life, how he always thought he was a curse. Yeah. Um, you know, went to war to prove that he was worth something, came back, had a and kid. And because of that, you know, during the war, had defects and his daughter ended up dying and he felt that it was his fault. So, like, all of this, and then he's like, I am the curse. Yeah. And it just hits, because he has been in a lot of shit throughout all four seasons. And there's cases you can make that, like, you know, with Joyce, Joyce is captured now because of him. Stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. it, it hurts, because of how much we all love Hopper. Hopper's a fan favorite. Everybody loves David Harbour's right. portrayal. Um, and he breaks out, too. He yeah. gets captured, because yeah. Yuri sold him. Yeah. And I think another good part about episode six is when he starts the fight with Antonov and everybody thought that it was a real fight even Antonov thought it was a real fight and then Hopper like in the cells like I got us some fire this is the only way we're going to defeat him just pulled out a lighter and alcohol like vodka and I'm like just turns at him and like smiles (laughs) sneaky American or something like that sneaky (laughs) American yeah so that was awesome Um, this is also the episode where Jason accuses the Hellfire Club at the city hall meeting or whatever it was and then the entire city is now looking for kids first off (laughs) we need to bad check a little bit Jason's original speech before the basketball game at the prep rally was awful he wants to be Troy Bolton so (laughs) 
bad. <laughs> so bad. That was my first thought. I was like, he's using these decks yeah. to, to try to ramp up the game. Like, oh, we're talking basketball. Shout wow, out they Lucas. died for us to win. Yeah. Right. Shout Lucas out for Lucas for the buzzer beater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Came off the bench. Yeah. 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 Took the rebound, ran, ran it back. <laughs> Put Jimmy it Butler to shame. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then this is where we also get another reference to season one, um, the compass talk. So the compass, the lead all to the portals, mm-hmm. and this is where Watergate, is, Watergate is brought up, which is another reference back to this time. <laughs> Gotta love dust. Bada bada boom. <laughs> And this is where Steven is getting a little annoyed uh, with Dustin because of you know he's always right. Yeah. But, Episode six. Anything you guys want to add on episode six? This is where it starts to get like really intense. It's my favorite episode. Honestly. Episode six. Yeah, okay. six is yeah. pretty good. I was expecting that. Honestly, I figured all of our favorite episodes here were dear, dear, dear Billy. Billy. I mean, I, I I personally favored the final episode, which we'll get to. And I, I put Dear Billy. Not the second, final episode. Final. I mean, uh, sorry, volume sorry. one. Final get part. it right, March. Final part one. Sorry, final part one. Volume one. But the cliffhanger <laughs> at the end. Where Steve gets taken to the upside down. Yeah, the so bats are we, we, yeah, we find Watergate. Steve's crazy. like, you know, takes his shirt off, has the chest hair. Doesn't like the ladies love it, yeah. and he dives in, goes into Watergate, and this is where I thought our prediction of Steve dying was going to come true. And I, I don't want that to come true. It just kind of feels that way, right. but there's too much going good for him right now. Yeah, yeah. Cl- close to getting Nancy back. But, like, when I saw them jumping out of the boat, I was like, someone's going to save them. Yeah. yeah. But, so, episode six, I remember finishing it. I think I had tears in my eyes because, like, oh, no. Yeah. Episode seven, the ending with Steve's. Yeah, this lady is going to start off with Steve's death. And I was like, I, was, I don't even know if I want to start episode seven at this point. That's how I was feeling. <laughs> I had mentally prepare. Yeah. But then we, you start season se- or episode seven, and uh, this one titled The Massacre at Hawkins Lab. And instantly Nancy jumps in, and then Robin jumps in after because Nancy's not there to be in charge. And then Eddie's like, well, I'm not going to be the only one up here. And he does like a flail dive, kind of like Gabe at the pool today. (laughs) (laughs) And and they're all there. And they come in, and they help Steve. And then, you know, Steve goes crazy on the last bat, doing a little swing. And uh, it was a lot of fun, but took about a pound of flesh. Mm -hmm. Thank Uh, everyone above. I just want to talk about Dustin getting so upset because – he mentioned the idea of Watergate, and all of them are in the Upside Down. Yeah. He's not yet. Yeah. He's like, but. they're not stupid enough to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the kids are getting interrogated because they're caught by the lake. Yeah. Um, obviously, everyone thinks Eddie did it, yeah. and they're caught by the lake. And then this is where we get Dustin's, no, we weren't there. Like the high-pitched lie from Dustin. Um, and then... This is there's a lot that happens in episode seven, which makes sense now that you you know we were all wondering like an hour and a half for episode seven, two and a half hours for episode nine. Like wow, these are movies. It needed to be an hour and a half. They it made it an hour and a half, and every minute like was providing value. Yeah. It's not like you know sometimes you watch a movie and it's like three hours long, and something you're like that didn't need to be in the movie. They did a really good job at providing value throughout every minute of every episode, I felt like. And that's one of the great things about this episode. The season being longer, they didn't drag. Um, A lot of good action, a lot of funny references and quotes, and then a lot of horror elements that, you know, got you wondering what was next or had Drew turning on his nightlights. (laughs) Sorry, Mom. (laughs) But uh, so the kids get interrogated. Um, Eddie's talking to Steve in the Upside Down, you know. I've never seen that kind of love because she dove in immediately. Um, 
And then as far as like the kids interrogation, they're standing in the kitchen. I love this this one because Eric comes in and asks what they're talking about. And Luke's like, no, you don't need to know. And he's like, should I tell Dustin what I found under the bed then? And he's like, no, no. <laughs> so that's how Eric gets filled in. And then um, this leads to the lights being used again, which yeah. I, I thought was a lot of fun. And they get the bright lights, which was another popular toy back in the 80s, oh, man, which they're selling again now. If you go to Walmart, you can get yeah. a Stranger Things yeah, bright light set. I thought about it. I just don't have the money to be spending on, <laughs> to be spending on bright lights at the yeah. Next paycheck I'm getting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Next Wednesday, you'll catch me at Walmart getting after, my bright lights. After three days down here, I'm also in the same boat. <laughs> yeah. Someone Venmo will for him. <laughs> yeah. Me also, please. No, yeah. Marsh, you have a job. All Christmas right, in July, I want bright lights. <laughs> next month, you guys got me. Um, but that was really cool, you know, getting to see, like, they wrote Stuck, and um, this is how we figure out um, how they're going to get them out of the upside down. We figure out yeah. there's a, Dustin, you know, finds out there's a portal at every site that Vecna strikes. Yeah. And so they're like, all right, let's meet at Eddie's camper, or, you know, um, house. Well, it's, you know, camper. Trailer. But trailer. trailer. Yeah, there you go. That's the word I was looking for. Um and they go there, cuts to Russia. You know, you get all these cuts back and forth. Demogorgon fight. Yeah. And another thing about Russia, fight. does it always snow in Russia? Because every scene, like the outside, it was um, snowing it. For the most part. It's, it's, I mean, remember Rocky IV? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the montage? Creed. Yeah. Creed. I mean, it's, uh, it's just like Alaska at that point. They're yeah. right there. Um, peanut butter is not sold in the motherland. <laughs> so he takes it. It's illegal, isn't it? Yeah. Sells it for twenty dollars a jar. That's so weird. Like, it's such an odd band. It like, is. Yeah. Peanut butter, really. But we get a Demogorgon fight now. Wait, wasn't Yuri? Didn't they say he's known as the peanut butter smuggler? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the peanut butter smuggler. What a name! You got the wet bands in Home Alone. You got the peanut butter smuggler, in Stranger <laughs> Things, the Scranton Strangler in The Office. Gotta love the names coming from these shows and movies. Yeah. But um, we get the Demogorgon fight. I loved it. I thought it was really cool seeing the Demogorgon in action, and obviously, it was intense. It's with brutal. you know, like the, the growls and the, oh, I don't know. It was know very, very gruesome. Yeah. Showed a lot more, and like over the entire episode, that's kind of how it was, and, and I and liked seeing, that a lot. And seeing the development into like kind of like a human form to where they, like, you, you, like once he stood up. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just some little tiny little baby like what Dustin yeah. had in season, what, two? Yeah, the dart. And dart. Yeah, dart, yeah. yeah. Full-grown, trained by... The commies. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it was, I mean, the, the foreshadowing of episode six and episode seven, the only two that made it out, Hopper and Antonov, obviously, because he had the fire spear, and Joyce and Murray. Murray with, Murray with more karate. Oh, <laughs> coming, yeah. through Murray clutch, coming through clutch. But we get the reunion here. Nick shed a tear, I'm pretty sure, right? While we were, oh, I shed multiple tears. So we get Joyce and Hopper. Jesse's like, this even is on, even, on, even on the rewatch, when we just watched it yeah. yesterday. You know, it's... Yeah, it was such a good Yeah, scene. you gotta I, feel I, bad. They, they tried to stop on a cliffhanger. And I'm like, no, you can't stop right here. You yeah. Can't show it all, dude. You can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but, uh... So, everything but... Something to look out for in episode 8 is... When Joyce is going crazy on the buttons, like it's Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. on the N64... She turns off the electrical fence. Yeah. So. And it, it took me a second. And that's the last we see from Russia. I didn't understand it the first time. You mentioned that it. today. And then we were, yeah. when we were doing the reach watch, and I was like, when I saw him. When you down, mentioned that, I was like, that's something I wanted to say yep. in the pod. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, shoot, dude. I was like, actually glad you cut on to it because I thought, like, like, is like, this, thing, this thing's going to get out now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Somewhere. 
Yeah. But so that's something to look out for. And as far as the first scene back in Russia on episode eight or nine goes, um, that's something we can talk about when we get into um, our preview. But yeah. um, so that's all we see from Russia, Joyce and Hopper. So right now Russia's a happy place. Yep. There's six commies knocked out by Murray and Joyce and Hopper in a hug. Get that's that a, hug. that's all we know right now. Actual fence is done for, but. We'll see. Hopper got a smile back. That's yeah. all that matters. Yep. Yeah. He's no longer the curse. It will up to that. That's what for I now. want Jesse to see. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but then we get the trailer scene. Um, we'll call this one Trailer Gate, since that was Watergate. <laughs> um, and uh, this was fun. Don't know. Jesse was questioning the physics of, <laughs> of the sheet getting thrown through. Definitely, <laughs> definitely questionable. I think we need. It's Dustin's theory. We can't question Dustin. This, this might be a whole. I was going to say, this might be a whole separate podcast episode talking about the physics of this shit. (laughs) The physics of the shit. I just think we need Bill Nye to figure out. It's like a mirror. Once you get through, it's going to go the opposite way. He's saying because the upside down half had more sheet. So he feels like if more on that side. Obviously, it looks like the same gravity on both places. Yeah. It's Dustin's theory. Bada, bada, boom. He said it after he threw it through, remember? Or after he opened it up with the with the um, broom, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, which, that was a cool scene. Um, seeing, like, looking through and they're upside down, yeah, and back yeah. and forth. I thought that was awesome. Um, and then we cut over to Hawkins' lab. This is where we see the massacre that, leading up to this episode, we thought Eleven had done. We thought yeah. Eleven had gone crazy on the first, you know, two through ten, and anyone after Eleven, and the guards. and But we find out... That number one, one. is uh, Jamie Campbell Bowers' character, who had been a guard, who had a little chip that he said was a tracking device, but was actually restricting his powers. Yep. And Eleven takes it out because of that lie, thinking that they would leave together and he wouldn't get tracked. But then he goes crazy on 2 through 10 and everyone after 11, the guards, and so we find out that number one... Is this guy and well, it's crazy. Technically, he'd been going crazy on everybody previous seasons too, because he's been running this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're getting he's the reason the lead up. Over. You're getting yeah, the lead yeah, up to it. Still yeah. that flashback. Then it cuts back to the trailer, and Nancy falls in. And I had a feeling after the Max thing that this would happen because I remembered, you know, the guilt she felt from Barb in season right. one. So I was like, is there, are they going to bring that back? Yeah. Then we get like the blood-filled pool, which was creepy and cool. And then she's in the Creel house. Michael, you look like right. you have something to add. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, ju- it makes you wonder, because you know how Vecna was created at the end you know, of the yeah. season, but technically he was created at the beginning of season one. Right. Yeah. So yeah, what was he doing this whole entire time? Well, that's like, what I want to get into. Yeah, organ, you know, yeah I know, but like we never got to see him or like yeah. maybe so, we'll get some insight of what he was well, doing too. So that's why I think I think it's gonna be a long lasting like like yeah. uh, the season five, I think it's gonna lead into that. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Nancy's pulled into the upside down and she kind of gets to see who Vecna really is. Yeah. And this plays in, it cuts back and forth, back and forth between Eleven, Nancy, Eleven, Nancy. And number one is actually the Creole boy, yeah. Victor yeah. Creole's son, and is also Vecna. So you see like him growing up, he's the one that sent his mother up into a pretzel, sent his dad up, or <laughs> his dad didn't escape because no, he, he his, passed he out. His sister up. Yeah. yeah, his dad escaped because of dream a little dream. And because he ran out of power, you know, needed charged up. 
and this is where he sent the Brenner and becomes number one. Mm-hmm. They didn't think he did it. Victor's locked up. And then 11 sends him into the upside down. And that's why Brenner thinks 11 initially does the massacre because she's the only one standing at the end. Yeah. But she actually had just killed. Buddy you know, who's in charge of killing everyone. Yeah. And well, then you're like, wow, like all the connections are being made. And then you go back and if you go back to every season, every time something from the upside down strikes, you, you hear, hear the, the clock. clock. Yeah, hear the yeah. clock. When Will's taken by the Demogorgon, you hear it. When Barb's taken by the Demogorgon, you hear it. When the Mind Flayer's coming, you hear yeah. it. Like, and Getting so Vecna's just yeah. using these pawns to get what he wants to get. And he's like, okay, well, they failed me. Now it's my turn to just, like, you know, take over. Yeah. And that's where we get Vecna in this season. And, you know, he's kind of just doing his own thing. And then we're also introduced to, I'm going to call them the Demobats, because I'm guessing it's like a Demogorgon bat kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Vecna's just the, the 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 president of the Upside Down at this point. Like they said, it, he's like the five star general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's where we're kind of seeing that connection. Like, yeah, he wasn't shown on screen in the first three seasons, but he was there. Well, I want to point out, Dustin thought he was right on everything, but he thought that Vecna was another soldier, but he's actually the Mind Slayer. Mind Flayer. Mind Flayer. What? Yeah, Mind Flayer. But yeah, like. It, I just, it is crazy to me. And the writers have now said, the Duffer Brothers have now said that they've had this whole thing written from the get-go. So I'm pretty sure Netflix made them have like a big packet that they had to give them. Yeah. So it, all. it doesn't, yeah. it, it makes it like seem unimpressive, but at the same time it still is impressive how they had this plan going into season one that that clock had meaning, you know? Which yeah. I'm glad they did instead of just... I making season by season and adding stuff that kind of you know. Well, it makes yeah, it easier to uh, avoid plot holes yeah. too when you do it yeah. that way, because I can't figure any plot hole out. I I watch this whole thing. I'm like, okay, they're connected to season one. Where do they mess up? You can't find any mess ups because they did no. such a good job in writing mm-hmm. that one through four all connect in that sense. You know what I mean? But what were you gonna say, Nick? Nothing. Oh, I thought you were saying. I thought you were saying. I honestly I forgot. <laughs> but. So that'll take us to our overall thoughts on, you know, season four. Jesse, I'll start with you. Out of ten, what would you give this? And overall likes, dislikes. I liked it. It was I, by far one of the best seasons. Just everything that happened, the horror aspect of it, which was amazing. Yeah. You know, Devin Gordon just snacking on heads at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cool. It was you know nice to finally you know know everything not everything but almost everything yeah. from the first three seasons you know Vecna is finally here yeah. yeah so I think just I'm excited for the next, next I know they did and they did that on purpose they knew that they were gonna they killed it they knew they killed it yeah they're like we, we did it so good let's wait during this <laughs> let's wait a month let's keep these guys on the edge and what was it they're like by far the number one TV show and watched hours of all time like it's and it's like thousands of years if you like divide all the hours by years it's like thousands of years of watched hours is how many the whole world has put into this show which makes sense too in the sense that every episode's an hour long yeah, an hour yeah, and yeah, so it's easy to get there but that also just proves how many people have vested mm-hmm. I mean it's what 12 hours just for the first seven episodes and 8 and 9 are going to be 4 hours alone so but man did they kill it Brennan, you're overall. Each ep- I'm sorry, each episode. No, it's an hour and a half, and then two oh, and a half hours. Two and a half. Okay. So four hours total for yeah. the last two episodes. Yeah, we're not watching eight hours. <laughs> that is so much content. <laughs> one little bit. And I feel like even if it was that way, they could kill it. Oh, but, for sure. Yeah. 
Brennan, overall thoughts and oh, Jesse, you didn't give your out of ten rating. So this uh, season, probably nine. Well, it's not over yet, but through the first seven episodes. So far, probably yeah, out of nine. Nine out of ten for okay. season four. Cool, Brennan. So, like Jesse said, the whole horror aspect. Yeah, I thought they really did a nice job with that, and like mm-hmm. for like us or the older audience, I think that kind of gives us a little better. Like it doesn't target just like little kids. Yeah. Like how their kids in the shows and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It, there's some gruesomeness to it. Yeah. Um, I do like how each episode was a lot longer. I mean. Yeah. And, they, and every, I felt like it was every, really easy to binge the first three seasons in one night. Yeah. This one I watched the first four episodes like, like it's not that it's bad. I'm just you know an adult now. Say one yeah. episode. <laughs> one episode. Gotta be up in the morning to golf and I mean, shoot. I didn't work where I was working before the season came out. Yeah, and yeah. I've been there for yeah. a year. So it's not like yeah, it's it, it made it tougher to binge. I think I it took me three days because of life. Yeah. But it took uh, me the twelve hours or however. This cat can and watch it in twelve hours. I'm gone from home eleven hours a day. So it's like <laughs> When do I and plus Parker? I have a kid, so it's like, when can I watch? Dad. Mm-hmm. I, Shout out I, Parker! I, First I, I gotta there, kiss I, for Daddy. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta sit there and wait for Maddie because I don't want to keep her up to date with it too. So it's like, it took me forever. Oh, yeah. It took me at least a week and a half to watch the entire so, season. I mean, I started. Sounds like a Marsh problem. Yeah. <laughs> it is a Marsh problem. I mean, Back I to Brennan. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it was a Friday night. I mean, it came out what Friday. It I came watched out Friday, it Friday yeah. night yeah. and then into Saturday morning. So yeah, I probably finished I mean, the following Friday. I mean, I didn't have. Oh, you took a week. Work on I think I finished it Sunday. But it was only because I was waiting on Mad. Okay. So. Same. Sunday. I wanted to make sure that she. I didn't want to watch it without her. So we, we, I, I got her into. Well, I got her into the show. I had already watched the entire thing without her. So I just got her into it. Okay. So. I Out of 10, though. Um, <laughs> I give it 9.4. Nine point four. I'm giving season one nine point five. Okay, so you're still. I like season one the best. I the, I just feel like there's something they did with it that they just it was it just felt complete to me. I felt they did everything right. Not that they did anything wrong in this one. Yeah. But I just I just. It's just they took a leap in season one with a like a show that's never been done before. Yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. not done that often. Hollywood doesn't give a chance to a lot of new productions because they they're scared to take that chance and yeah. it's you know. No knock on Marvel because I absolutely love Marvel, but it's the repetitiveness. You see all these Marvel movies, and then you see remakes. Yeah. Like Marvel's the only new stuff you're getting out. Um, you know, we just had Top Gun Maverick. We're getting Lightyear, which is just another Toy Story movie. Like, so it's just you know, like, look, if it's not broken, don't fix it. But then a lot of these remakes aren't that great either. A good example is that what's that spoof movie? Is it made by Amazon? That's all about superheroes making fun of Marvel and DC. Yeah. I don't even know what it's called. The Boys. The yeah. Boys. Yeah. So good. That's <laughs> good. Really. So good. Okay, we're not gonna get into that right now. But so good. Like <laughs> that's why I think Stranger Things took off because everyone's like, okay, this is different. You know, based off of Dungeons and Dragons, two nerds just sat down in their basement and wrote a script for five seasons, and it worked. And that's why I think the first season goes down in the history of books as starting one of, we could probably say the greatest shows of all time. I mean, they've broken records. You could you could say it's one of the greatest shows of all time. Whether you think it's number one, it's probably in anybody that watches it, it's top ten. Yeah. Um, but so nine four from you, Mike. Overall th- thoughts and out of ten, what are you giving it? I mean, I thought it was great. Like these two already said, the horror twist was awesome. I'm yeah, a big horror movie slash show guy. Yeah. The new characters all did a really good job. Um, 
I think every time a new character was introduced, I would text one of you guys, I love this guy. I love this girl. I love this guy. Like, there was not one other than the basketball team. I wasn't a fan of Jason, but he did a good job in his well, he role. Like, text me yeah. Yeah. He's just an unlikable character, you know. Yeah, but. yeah it, I liked how intense it was. And I also liked how, like, we had different things going on at once, but they they kept they kept you into all of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, at, at good times. Yeah. Instead of, like, keeping something on the back burner and then bringing it back, they kept it collective, yeah. which I liked a lot. Some people don't like shows like that because, like, you have to watch it too intensely. I love shows <laughs> where you want to avoid your phone. Like, yeah, you're yeah. like, you have to watch this. Because what's, that's, that's what makes a good show. you're not watching it, like, too intensely. And that's why I like Loki so much. Exactly. That's why I like Loki so much. That's why I love all four seasons because Stranger Things has done a great job throughout its whole entirety. Of you know, if you look away for two minutes, you're like, wait, where did that come from? You know what I mean? Right. And yeah, I agree with you. It's it's mm-hmm. really good at bouncing around and keeping you connected as long as you're connected. You know. Yeah. But I'd give it a nine point three out of ten. Nine point three out of ten. Okay. And. Season three is my favorite, still at nine point four. Okay, so you're saying this is second favorite. Then? Second favorite. Okay, Jesse. As far as like this season's not over, so this could you know. Oh This yeah, could go absolutely. up or down from where we're at yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Where are you ranking this as far as your top four? Guys? It's my favorite. So it's your favorite. Because I mean, it's hard. I didn't go back and rewatch season one, two, and three. I kind of just jumped into this one. To, yeah. Uh, yeah. Literally yeah, jumped into it. Waiting for it. So, you know, if I go back and watch it, that might change. I yeah. doubt it. It's just this season was so, so good. It's just so CGI just gets so much better over over time. Oh, Vecna was it's like CGI. technology advanced. Yeah, he was. Vecna so special effects had to makeup. put the makeup on yeah. for eight yeah. hours. Yeah. Wait, CGI got better in three years? I thought technology regressed. <laughs> but think about it. Anybody's rankings could change right now because we have a whole other volume to watch. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that could literally. That's what I was saying. Like, if it ends up, which I highly doubt, it sucks. <laughs> I think it, I think it could only enhance your based on you know what we where we were left off, but Stranger Things Volume Two is twenty percent around to me. It's awful. Nick, we'll go to you. Overall thoughts, likes, dislikes, ranking out of ten. Where do you have I mean, it as every, far as overall seasons? Everybody's mentioning the horror aspect of it. I mean, I grew up around you know haunted houses and stuff. My dad was huge into horror movies and all that stuff. So seeing that that it became such a big part of the series was awesome to me. Yeah. Um, and I just loved all the, the Freddy Krueger references, like like the piano they were playing on was Brandon Kruger. Kruger. Yeah. That, that was probably like one of my favorite like Easter eggs or whatever of, of the show. But yeah, just the overall horror aspect of it, and I'm hoping it continues to get even darker. Yeah. Because that, that's just, in my mind, that, that's my biggest interest. So it's just, the entire season overall, you know, I'm, I would say it's probably a 9-6. 9.6. Okay. Um, it's my favorite, other than season one, obviously. But, you know, it, ha, having, like, the Freddy Krueger references and all that junk, that's my favorite part, just because that was one of my favorite and series. Like I said. When I, was, when I was a kid, that was my favorite, like, franchise, other than, yeah. you know, Halloween and all that. And like I said, they there was a lot of preface to that from the news outlets and everything that this was going to be darker and that there was going to be a lot of references yeah. and we were not disappointed in no, that no. from episode 1 through 7 there was some sort of reference easter egg to the pop culture of the time you know you know from fast times halloween nightmare yeah. just going through it all the way through and not, obviously as a pop culture fan and yeah. as Drew likes to call me a boomer um, <laughs> I loved it <laughs> but 
So you're going nine six, number one overall, and you oh, sure. love the references. Drew, I'll go over to you, buddy. I gotta shout out the show first, cause like I feel like I grew up less night lights for the boys, so big shout out. But like, just <laughs> every episode felt like a movie, and it's just like so cool to see, cause like I loved season three. Like I'm a big comedy guy. Yeah, and it's just perfect seeing that. Yeah, and like they take this a more serious tone, and I was like, still okay. throwing in yeah. the one line yeah, 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 stuff, yeah. like the teeth punch, and just like. Cool seeing all the squads like doing their job in the park. Scoop troops connecting. back together, bald eagle over in the motherland. Yeah. <laughs> just connecting everything together. It was just so awesome to see then Vecna's character, like yeah. growing. Like Vecna is there, like there one was, of my favorite characters. There was so much emotion that happened in the last like twenty minutes of that episode. Oh yeah. You don't know what's going on. Just like Vecna yeah. talking to Eleven or or like at first I yeah, thought, one I thought talking was... to Eleven then Vecna talking to Nancy how like it was just going back and forth also can we talk about like the Anakin transformation yeah number one went from like pretty boy like ooh number one to like you know the, the eyes and like it was right. it reminded me a lot of Anakin yeah. in yeah. Revenge of the Sith you know like he had Padme and then you know he threw it all away for the dark side yeah. that was kind of the vibe I was getting from number one um but it was yeah yeah Keep going, Drew. It's amazing. Just favorite season, probably go. Hmm, maybe nine six. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. Okay, so four three one two. Four three one two. Seasons ranked. You like that, Mike? I like that. Three over one. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I go four three one two. Um, For me, I, I mean everything you guys said, you hit on perfectly. The horror elements were awesome. The transformation, finding out number one, coming full circle. And this is another, going off the point you said they all felt like movies. There's these movies coming out that suck. They made seven fantastic movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, that's the crazy part about it. And there's potential to nine movies being better than a lot of movies that come out in our generation these days. Um, but as far as like rankings go, so season two, when we talked about it, I gave it like an 8.5. Season one, I gave like a, a 9.5. Season three, I gave like a 9.5. They're around the same for me. Right now, this one's sitting as close to a 10 as you can get right now. Yeah. This season had my interest all the time. I just rewatched it again, and that tells you how much I loved it because it's like it's not easy to rewatch this no, season as far as yeah. time consumption goes. So I just put like 24 hours and the Stranger Things 4 um, to watch it twice. Um, definitely my favorite season thus far with, obviously, if these last two episodes are where they can be, I could think this could be a perfect 10 out of 10 on my scale. Um, but there's also room for it to go down. And I think the reason I've liked it more as they've gotten older is because, you know, it's gotten more, you know, 80s reference, which I mentioned when we did the review or the preview for Volume 1, um, that Season 3 you had more of those references. Season 4 was supposed to have even more. And I think that's why I love it so much because it's an era I want to live in so bad. Yeah, and the older they get, the more mature the show yeah, overall for gets. Sure, right. For sure, for sure. You know what I'm saying? And it's no knock on season one because that's why I hesitated to watch season one because I was like, ah, oh, it's a kid's show. Like, what? But then I watched it and I loved it. And I think, though, now that they're getting older, it's even more enjoyable. And their characters are all, you know, going up and down. And it's been a lot of fun. Um, but let's briefly talk about these two episodes that are coming out. July 1st. I think we're all, you know, on the edge of our seat waiting for this. Let's go around and give a bold prediction or an expectation you expect from these last episodes. Last two episodes, Nick, I'll start with you. Don't start with me. 
Okay, Michael. Michael, I'll start with you. I got a, I got a bold prediction. <laughs> All right, Jesse. So I think, and it's also an expectation. I think they have to kill off a main character. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they they've foreshadowed avoided it, it Hopper, too. You know, mm-hmm. Max, all of them. I think, you know, one of the big ones, the kids. I think maybe one of them, maybe Murray over in Russia. Yeah. Who knows, you know, that's what I'm starting to think with life. the electrical turning off. It's, it's, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Murray goes. I can also see Hopper though, because he feels like he's the curse. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. But would he really do that, Joyce, again? Yes. No, I mean. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think, okay. I think he has to. Did okay. not hesitate. I think he'll have to. All right. Do you have a bold prediction on who it's going to be? You think it's somebody in Russia, or are you saying one of the kids? Um, Let's hear I, I who you think I is the top candidate. Who has your lowest odds? If I was a betting man, <laughs> which you are, which I am, <laughs> I would go number one, probably Murray. I mean. He's a big character in this season. I mean, definitely took off in season episode, uh, season three. Um, not the biggest character to die, but I mean, still gonna be a huge hit if he dies when he dies. Mm-hmm. The character mm-hmm. arc build up in season four will make it hurt more. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I just, I just think they have to. Okay. You know, out of the kids, the one that will hurt the most, probably Dustin. They yeah. can't kill off Dustin. No, they kill off Dustin. They're not allowed. Untouchable. They're gonna get canceled. That's why. That's why it's a bold prediction, but. Okay. We'll see. Maybe even Lucas, you know, him and Max, you know, getting that love connection back. Yeah. Maybe Vecna goes, tries to get back and go for Max again, and he somehow is able to stop that and sacrifice him. I just think it's got to be either a sacrifice or, you know, someone's someone's going down. (laughs) Michael, I can go. I think we're in some shape or form going to see the mind flare again. Okay. Just because he's running the whole show, like he's in charge of Vecna. I think some, I don't know how, but I think he's going to make an appearance or okay. it. Brennan? I could see what Michael's saying, and I could see it being with Will. He's got that mysterious painting that he's been carrying around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think maybe he's having other visions again. Something comes to get him. But I think the most probability would be the older bunch of Steve, Nancy, and Eddie, and even Robin. Mm-hmm. But my guess, unfortunately, is Eddie. He talked about not wanting to be the hero and always running, and then now I feel like he has an opportunity to step up, and I think he will to save one of them, if not all of them, to sacrifice himself. Okay. Jake, have you thought of something over here? <laughs> Unfortunately, I think it's going to be Steve that's going to end up uh, being you know, cut off here. You know, he showed uh, what he can be in the last few episodes. And, you know, I think that was kind of like a send-off for him. Um, like I said, unfortunately. Cause Does he get a kiss before it happens? Oh, he's going to he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna get a kiss from Nancy. Absolutely getting a kiss from Nancy. Poor Jonathan. No. <laughs> Yeah, I, Jonathan's over in the vampire. Honestly, like with, with everything that's happened, the, the the first seven episodes, I don't, I, I can't have a prediction for the next two. We don't know. I mean, it, like anything can happen. Yeah, like, it's gonna. There's gonna be so many curveballs. Like, How do they get out of Russia? Exactly. Uh, I thought. Did Steve? Did Steve get all the upside down? Because Nancy teleported over yeah. before he got out. Yeah. Does he get out? I'm thinking everybody jumps well, back there, in. There might be a. Yeah. I think everybody jumps back in too. 
Also, there's probably a portal over in Russia they could. Maybe. 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 See, there's the there's possibilities. They're, they're endless, what? and we have to wait until July first. <laughs> Brutal. Not fair. True. Not fair. <laughs> Bold prediction. I think eleven in fact that fight in eleven is going to block all the portals, and no one can go in and out, and they'll have to like try to figure a way out to get eleven back so, in season five. So for groups in the upside down, they're stuck there. She's going to force them all out, and just no more. Till season my, five, when they get her Are you out scared? of the upside down. <laughs> See that? I'm, apolo- I'm well, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I'm gonna apologize in advance. I know this is gonna upset you, but I gotta release some pressure. You're good. You're good. <laughs> so Nick's Nick's gone. Um, we'll. Uh, my my thoughts though on that is with season five, they've already introduced that there's gonna be a time hop. So are you saying that Eleven's gonna be stuck in the upside down yeah. for years? Yeah. Oof, that's tough. That would be no fun. I know, but. but- no. I think so much. Can well, at least the bikes are back. Now, do you think? Is bikes. your prediction that at the beginning of season, at the beginning of season five, they get her out, or do you think season five is going to be no. all about them getting her out? All about. Th- Quick Ooh. yes or no. Does Vecna, Vecna perish in this no. season? No. No. no, no. He's definitely the villain for season five oh, as he's well. He's too big of a character that tied everything right. into it. For yeah. Right. Die off in the last two. But then they're also again. That's why I'm saying he doesn't die in Volume Two. So how does Eleven? In your prediction, avoid Vecna in the Upside Down, or I think they just battle it out. And I think the Upside Down has made Vecna more powerful. Like he was already powerful yeah. enough. I well, think that's why it's too. He's more yeah. That's why Levin yeah. doesn't want any of them in there anymore. That's why I think she's going to force all of them out okay. and trap herself in, so no one could. That's a good one. Yeah. I just literally thought about probably five minutes ago. <laughs> There's just I don't even know what to say. There's so many different routes to go, especially when you have four hours to fill, that there's no predict. I mean, obviously, my, my predictions for season four, volume one, were so far off, I look like an idiot, that I don't want to say anything. I, I think some main character is going to die. Yeah. My top two odds, I would say, are Murray because of the electric going out, and I just feel like they're going to let Hopper and Joyce finally have somewhat of a happy ending. Yeah. Um, that's why I think Murray is a high possibility. Um, but as far as, like, I don't think any of the kids, the only kid I can see is Will. And then Mike looks at the painting and cries. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a good point. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Um, but as far as, like, the order, this is where I'm still worried that my Steve prediction, the only one that's still a possibility as far as my predictions for season four, comes to fruition. And I don't want it to, <coughs> like I've said, I don't want it to come true. I don't know that any of us really want a main character. Like, I don't want Murray to die. I don't want Hopper to die. Right. And I don't want Eddie to die either, yeah, exactly. which is but like a possibility. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but. 8.47. Nobody's saying Argyle. Hopefully he's safe. <laughs> we need his one-liners in season five. <laughs> now that he's 24, we'll see where he grows from there. Because they said, you know, the time off, he'll be mid-20s at that point. So we'll see where he goes from there. But, uh, but yeah, so. Episode 4, Volume 2, coming out July 1st. Is there anything else you guys want to add on the topic of Stranger Things 4 before we, before we send, send off? I think we talked about all of it, yeah. honestly. Yeah. This, this is a season I mean, and a show you could talk about for yeah. hours on hours. You know? Yeah, maybe an hour. 
<laughs> well, we've already surpassed that point. But, uh, you know, we're just having fun. Right. Grab some popcorn. But, so that is it for episode 11. We thank you all for watching and listening. Like always, make sure you check out the website, www.culturedbubs.weebly.com. What, sure. Marsh? Marsh wants to be a host so bad, yeah. dude. What? I mean, I am your landlord. But, like, I feel like we need a date from Jesse on when he's going to be home. That's fair. You, you have an estimate Ooh. on record? You have an estimate? It's got to be on record. I'm going to have to email uh, Joe Biden. Uh, <laughs> September 2nd, 2024. He's going to get, uh, get back you know, in contact with him. There's a lot of stuff going on. In our you don't country. have any expectations? You don't, any, uh, hoping, hoping before August. Before August? Before August. Okay. Well, I'll put it soon. We're all hoping. For sure. For sure. But that is it for episode 11. Yeah. Um, again, thank everybody for watching and listening. Thank for all you guys for coming on. Uh, make sure you check out the website. Follow the social links in the description below. Um, Instagram, TikTok, um, Twitter. Follow them all. And we will talk to you all soon. Peace.